The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. A question about Lazarus and the rich man in Hades. In Luke 16, is Abraham equating repentance and persuasion? How is persuasion related to believing? We're going to think about that and talk about it today on Grace in Focus. Thank you for being with us today. This is the radio broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. You can find out more about us at our website, faithalone.org. We have lots of resources there for you, including some free ebooks and a way that you can give us feedback by emailing radio at faithalone.org. So now for our discussion today, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. And David has a question about Lazarus and the rich man. Luke 16, 19 Luke through 31, although we're going to look at Luke 16, 27 to 31. Yes, and most of you are familiar with the story. We got Lazarus and the rich man both die, and they wind up in Hades. Of course, Lazarus is in the good part, and the rich man is in the place of torment. And he's able to see Abraham, because Lazarus is with Abraham, and he's able to see, the rich man is able to see them. And he asked in verse 27, if Abraham would send Lazarus to his father's house to tell his family about this place. He doesn't want them to come there. Kind of bizarre that he thinks Abraham has the ability to do this. (laughs) Yes, this guy is not very theologically astute. (laughs) Maybe we could give him a little bit of grace and say he wants Lazarus to go back as a ghost or something, you know, like maybe his spirit or something like that. But he says, I have five brothers, and if Lazarus would go there, then he would keep them from coming, perhaps, to this place of torment. In verse 29, Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets, which is, they have the word of God. This was the Bible at their time. New Testament hadn't been written yet. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them, let your brothers hear them. Yeah, They have everything they need to know in the word of God. That's sufficient. Okay, and here's where the question from David comes up. And the rich man said, no, Father Abraham, that's not sufficient. But if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Yeah, he doesn't say believe. That's right. They will repent. And then it's interesting what Abraham says to him. But he, Abraham, said to him, the rich man, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, there's the word again, neither will they be Persuaded. persuaded. The one rise from the dead. And here's David's question. Doesn't Abraham equate or make synonymous, repent, and be persuaded? David seems to think, okay, the rich man says, send Lazarus there so they'll repent. And Abraham goes, no, if they don't listen, they're not going to be persuaded. If they don't listen to the word of God, they will not be persuaded. David says, couldn't someone say that he's just using a different word and meaning the same thing. Right. And my answer would be hypothetically that's possible, but in reality it's pretty clear that he's correcting the poor theology of the rich man. The rich man speaks of repentance. He doesn't speak of persuasion. He doesn't speak to listening. He doesn't talk about believing. He talks about repenting. And he doesn't talk about the word. You notice that Abraham is they have the law and the prophets. That's a good point. And, of course, we know from John chapter 1 
that we found him whom Moses and the prophets wrote about, the Messiah, right? And Jesus said, these are they which testify of me. The law and the prophets, right? Mm -hmm. And so here, what Abraham is alluding to is being persuaded about the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the long-promised Messiah from Moses and the prophets. And he is the one who guarantees everlasting life. Right. And the reason I'm on this part of Hades and you're on the other part is because I believe in him for everlasting life. Remember, Jesus said, John eight fifty six, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Mm-hmm. Abraham believed in the coming Lord Jesus Christ. He knew about his first coming. He also knew about his second coming. We know from Hebrews 11 that Abraham is looking forward to the new Jerusalem. And he's looking forward to having eternal rewards in the kingdom. So Abraham was persuaded, but the rich man was not. And let's just talk a minute about this word persuaded. So many times in evangelicalism, we see the word believe and we think it has some, well, if you really believe, you know, you're going to make this commitment and all. But as many who have spoken and written for GES have pointed out, faith is being persuaded that something is true. I am convinced that something is true. And when I am persuaded that something is true, I've believed it. There's no magical, okay, I believe with my heart instead of my head. No, I am persuaded. Abraham says they have the scriptures. That's right. And notice in verse 31, Abraham defines what he means by hearing. He says, if they will not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they hear. But instead of using the word hear, he uses a synonym. Neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. So he's saying, right, that hearing is being persuaded. Right. So when he says they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them, he means let them believe them. And clearly he's not talking about what Moses and the prophets said about the law of Moses. (laughs) Like what food to eat or, or something like that. Or ceremonial laws, civil laws, moral laws. He's talking about the Messiah. Right. And they need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for their eternal destiny. I see what David's doing when he says, doesn't repent here mean being persuaded. But the truth is, what's going on here is a debate or a correction. Abraham is correcting the rich man. Please plan to join us at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas. The Grace Evangelical Society's 2024 National Conference is May the 20th through the 23rd. Good fun, wonderful fellowship, recreational opportunities for the younger ones and the older ones, great teaching on the theme of free grace in the epistles of Peter. There's VBS for kids, too. More information and online registration now at faithalone.org events. That's faithalone.org events. Please come and join us. What's going on here is a debate or a correction Abraham is correcting the rich man, and the rich man's theology is wrong. He thinks work salvation. He thinks the reason he's here is because he wasn't committed enough. He wasn't repentant enough. Abraham is essentially saying, no, the reason you're over there in the place of torment is because you weren't persuaded. You didn't believe. You didn't believe. But this is this is some interesting stuff, isn't it, that this guy is in 
torment. He's not in the lake of fire yet. He's going to be in the lake of fire. Right now he's in Hades and the bad part of Hades. And he thinks he's there because he hasn't repented or he didn't repent or he didn't repent sufficiently or whatever. We don't know, but he's obviously has bad theology. Now, here's another thing. Some people think this is a parable, right? Mm -hmm. You ever heard that one? Right. Why do we think, or at least I know I think, and I think you're with me, why do we think this isn't a parable? Because we know the name of Lazarus. And we also have Abraham's name. Sure. No other parable has a proper name. This man is, yes, Lazarus is named. This is a specific person. Yeah. Now, you could see why somebody might say it's a parable, because it's interesting that Lazarus (laughs) did rise from the dead, right? In John chapter 11, a different Lazarus, but someone named Lazarus rose from the dead. And guess what? They weren't persuaded then either. In fact, the Jewish authorities made a plan to kill him. Right. (laughs) Because they thought he was too good of a witness for Jesus. So you could see how people might think it's a parable, but I think what this is, is an interesting mix with this name that the person really was called Lazarus, and yet there really was someone named Lazarus who rose from the dead. So both are true, but I believe this is a real account with real people, and this does give us a glimpse to what Hades is like. In fact, this is about it other than Isaiah 14, and I think it's Ezekiel 28, and right. a little picture of Hades or Sheol. Well, what's interesting about this is the bad theology there, and it just raises some questions for me. Like, how long will they have the bad theology, both in Hades, like the people in Hades now, an unbeliever dies, their soul goes to Hades. If he's like the rich man here, he may be, in the, his, the rich man's case, he is confused about why he's there. He thinks he's there because he wasn't good enough. And so he says, go sell my brothers to clean up their lives so they don't come here like I am here. And so we see that people in Hades have horrible theology. Yeah, that's a good point. And keep in mind, people coming from a Lordship Salvation perspective or an Arminian right. uh, Lordship Salvation they think you're not going to know your eternal destiny until you're at the great white throne judgment. Or an right? atheist, an atheist who's in Hades. But I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of people in Hades who are in the place of torment, who think they're going to get into the kingdom. Well, isn't it interesting, Bob, that in Matthew 7, what do they say at the great white throne judgment? Hey, wait a second. Didn't we do all this? And (laughs) and yet they've been evidently in, in Hades for hundreds or thousands of years. Right. And so if you're a Catholic and you believe in purgatory... Well, if you wake up in Hades, you don't think you're in hell. You think you're in purgatory. Right. A lot of people have false theology. But in answer to your question or your implied question, I think eventually this rich man is going to get it. And he's going to be persuaded that if he had believed in Jesus for his eternal destiny while he was alive, he wouldn't be here. I think everybody in the lake of fire is going to believe but they won't be born again because Jesus said, John eleven twenty six, he who lives and believes in me shall never die. Right. Why put in the word lives? Well, because you have to believe in him while you're alive in order to have everlasting life. Yeah, I, I see your point. I, it just makes me wonder, you know, in Matthew 7, as they go off, do they get it? There Or in Revelation 20, when the book of life is open. Maybe it takes a few thousand years, but look at it this way. 
don't we know people who are well versed in the theology of Zane Hodges and free grace, you know, focus mm. free grace theology, and yet they reject it. Right. And these people are strong lordship salvation. And some of these people never believed in the past. Some did, but some didn't. Well, let's say that person dies and goes to And they Hades. never believe. I mean, they end up at the Great White Throne Judgment and they end up being cast into the lake of fire. Won't they tell people there, well, the reason we're here is because we didn't believe in the free gift of eternal life. Those free grace people were right. Or will they say, I wasn't of the elect? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you just wonder. I, yeah. I think they'll be, I guess we were deceived about some of those things. Yeah. We had a man-made theology, whether it was Calvinism, Arminianism, work salvation, lordship, whatever it was. But I think eventually people are going to get it. But if a person believes after they die, it doesn't give them eternal life, and they don't even believe that they themselves have eternal life. All they believe is they would have if they had believed while they were alive. Yeah, it's just interesting to see this in Luke 16. We see that at least now in Hades, there's some horrible theology going on there. There So thank you for the uh, question, Dave. And remember, keep keep grace in focus. Be our guest and subscribe to our 48-page magazine, six issues per year, also called Grace in Focus, by emailing your name and snail mail address to ges at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On this program, we keep our requests for financial partners to a minimum. But if you are interested in becoming a financial partner with Grace in Focus, You can find out how to do that at faithalone.org. And on our next episode, did Jesus ever ask unbelievers to follow him? Hope you'll join us. Until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.